Iowa everywhere. Mike Paul, Mike Paul. Ken, Miller. Ken Miller, together on Iowa everywhere. Iowa everywhere. Welcome to the hook. Powered by Circus Powered Sports by Circus Iowa. Sports, Sports betting Iowa. the way it should be. This is Iowa everywhere. And hello again, everyone, and welcome to another edition of The Hook. That's Mike Palm, Vice President of Operations at uh, Circus Sports. I'm Ken Miller from uh, Des Moines Sports Station. Uh, 106.3 KXNO. Mike and I are going to talk a lot of football, surprisingly enough, as we get to a set to embark on uh, Wild Card Weekend. We'll look back. We'll look ahead. We've got a uh, we've got a conclusion in the Survivor, the Circus Survivor. Two people shared that $6 million pot. We'll get into that uh, as Mike joins us. Mike, uh, good to see you as always. You know, when it comes to weekends in Las Vegas, what is Wild Card Weekend? I guess where where does Wild Card Weekend kind of stack up amongst the other big weekend events uh, in Las Vegas? Uh, well, I put Super Bowl first, Kenny, uh, because of the three days. And Monday is really, it's a top three Monday for the year. You know, and you're going up against some holiday Mondays that are awfully good. Then I would put March Madness second. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Wild Card Weekend slash Opening weekend of the NFL are three and four. I don't know what order they're in. They're really three and three A uh, in terms of revenue generating weekends, especially from a gaming slash sports perspective. So I have to think that you know folks will want to t- make it to Vegas uh, just to exer- uh, to experience the Super Bowl. There's actually going to be a Super Bowl there uh, next year, um, but that gets that can get pretty pricey when it, compared to that. What's Wild Card Weekend like? You know, it's not that much different because the, the weekends, the weekends all become close to each other. Yeah, uh, outside of summer or the week between Christmas and uh, you know the rodeo ending. So I, I would say, you know, it's marginally maybe it's five to seven percent more expensive to come on Super Bowl compared mm. to to Wild Card Weekend. So not significant. All right, let's. Uh, what is significant is the money that you guys put up for the. Circa Millions in the Circus Survivor Contest. Uh, it all came down to last weekend. It was fascinating to watch the uh, the folks that were eliminated, how they were eliminated. You feel for some of these people down the stretch. That fellow from Texas, I mean, from Christmas Eve into Christmas Day, what a 12-hour period that he had. Uh, but it came down to the weekend. There were three people alive going into it. One of them surprisingly took the Colts. Uh, did it go the way you thought it would, Mike? I thought they might all take Jacksonville. They all had Jacksonville available to them. Six-point favorite over Tennessee, the game for the AFC South and the four seed. Uh, But they didn't. Three separate picks. Uh, The first gentleman, who didn't really have many options other than Jacksonville, took them. So he got into the house heading into Sunday. He was in a good spot. Could do no worse than $2 million. Could win up to $6 million or $3 million. Um, And chronologically, as far as the game goes, the next gentleman – actually had Minnesota, so Jacksonville or Minnesota. And I was thinking if there was going to be anybody stray from Jacksonville, it would be him with Minnesota because once Nathan Peterman was announced, right? you know, and the Bears, if the Texans won, the Bears could get the the top draft pick and, you know, O'Connell announced he'd play all his starters. They were still live if San Francisco had lost for the two seed. Um, But he did not choose Minnesota or Jacksonville. He went with the Indianapolis Colts. So he was eliminated on the fourth and 20 and then the two point conversion. And then 
the last entry took Seattle. That was his other choice, and uh, they made mm -hmm. him sweat. I, he got a few f fortuitous calls or non-calls from the officials uh, and won that game in overtime against the Rams. So officially they end up splitting it two people, 6.13 million. Now, the gentleman that did have the Colts said in an interview on Sunday that the three of them had worked out some sort of a save. So okay. they guaranteed themselves, um, and I believe this was going into two weeks, going into week 19, so with two weeks to go, whatever that amount was, um, he said they could he could not say it because they signed an NDA with their lawyers when they signed the contract, but he didn't walk away empty-handed. He wanted it to be known. Have you looked forward to a calendar of uh, 2023, meaning will will this format stay the same 20 weeks? You guys putting the Thanksgiving a standalone and Christmas was standalone. Have you looked at a calendar? Well, but we, we can't do anything till the NFL announces their schedule. And now they're talking about Monday night being flexed. And does that mean yeah. there could possibly be less games or more games? How will they treat the Christmas, right, Christmas and Monday? So does it create a natural week? where you can have three or four standalone because you can't just have two. You can't make people right. pick from two games. So that's why we never open the contest till after the NFL schedule comes out. We can hypothesize all the different things that are going to happen and write up five different sets of rules. But until they actually come out and say, this is our schedule, we don't open a contest. When did the guarantee, when did you guys announce the official guarantee? Was that after the schedule came out? I'm sorry, Ken, you were jarbled the first part of it. Beg your pardon. When 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 did you announce the guarantees last year? Did you wait till the schedule had come out for that? Yeah. So the schedule came out, and then I think on you know it comes out on like a Tuesday, and then on Friday we come out and we say, "Here's the guarantees. Here's how many entries you can buy. Here's all the details." And two weeks from today we'll start taking entries. So gotcha. something like that. Gotcha. Well, we crowned the national championship in college football, national champion in college football earlier this week. Uh, the game stunk. The ratings uh, uh, went accordingly. I mean, a lot of people tuned in early, but just took a nosedive. You guys at Circa were the first to go to 14. There was a lot of talk. Uh, nobody wants to touch that 14 number. I think you said, Mike, that, um, you know, when you once the semifinals were first over, that very quickly and, uh, and for a short period of time, you guys touched 13 and a half, 14, and then came down before it started to go up again. Take us through that. Yeah, so, you know, that, that game, the kick, Ohio State's kick to, to win the Peach Bowl uh, actually occurred, you know, 10 seconds before midnight struck on the East Coast, local time of the game in Atlanta. Um, so 9 o'clock here, I think at 9.30, 9.35, we put up our first number on the game, Georgia 13 and a half. When I came downstairs, it was 14 it was still 14 when I went home, which was about 2 a.m. on New Year's Eve, New Year's Day. When I got back at 8 in the morning, we were back to 13 and a half, and then it went 13, 12 and a half, 12. On Sunday, as the Packers game was kicking off, I'm looking around, and I'm, I'm looking on you know, my screen, and we were the only 12 in town. Everybody else was at 12 and a half. But come Monday morning, you know, it was just like the Ohio State-Georgia game. We didn't take one bet on Georgia on New Year's Eve. We didn't take one bet on TCU. Uh, on Monday. And so the number went straight through, you know, I think we closed 14 and a half, but it quickly went to 12 and a half, 13, 13 and a half, then hit 14. And then I think it hit 14 and a half um, just uh, about 35 minutes before game time and then came back to 14. You know, it was interesting. There was about an hour period in the afternoon where if you were on Fremont Street, you could have laid $4 with Georgia on the money line at the Nugget and then taken 10 steps across the street 
and taken 440 on the plus 440 on the money line with TCU. Isn't that something? Did you see that often? Very, very rarely on a, on a major yeah. game like that. You know where you see right. it? You see it in props on the Super Bowl where there's a lot of arbitrage uh -huh. opportunities. But the Nugget had the lowest line in the world. They were only at $4 on Georgia. And then if you were watching Twitter, you saw the 20,000, 40,000, 20,000 flowing in there. So eventually their number came back to the market. Uh, do you guys watch Twitter uh, very, very much as far as big bets? Is that where you get some of your information from? No, not really. You know, you're watching the screen. You're looking at you're looking at uh, how other books move, right. and and then looking at all the beat writers for info on injuries or anything going on with the team. Gotcha. Uh, how was the result? Uh, Georgia winning was it good? Was it okay? No. Not good from a game perspective. From a props perspective, good because people tend to bet the indices on these games because there's you know a whole prop book, not like Super Bowl, but maybe a third of the book of. A Super Bowl, and they they bet the winning margins, right? And so, yeah. a lot of bets: Georgia eleven to fourteen, Georgia fifteen to seventeen, Georgia eighteen to twenty, Georgia twenty one to twenty three. Nobody could have thought they were going to win this game, you know, by sixty points. Right. So that market, uh, that that market was a, a scoop for us. And then in the futures market, it was good too because when the favorite wins, it's good for books because people don't tend to bet favorites right. for futures. You're looking for prices. Yep. So very, very few bets on Georgia. Our, our liability was really on Ohio State and Michigan in our future book and, and, uh, and a little bit on USC, but they didn't make the playoff uh, for college football. So, you know, you had a good weekend. You were going to have uh, at least be able to scoop up the futures with Ohio yeah. State uh, and Michigan both watching the uh, the final going into it. Well, let's get to the NFL. Uh, back from – I asked you this last week, Mike. Um, games that don't matter, that have nothing to do with the standings. Uh, what, did the theory hold that uh, – you know, that I don't know how you would bet those games was my, was my take. Uh, what kind of – was it a busy weekend? Week 18, was it a busy week or no? So Sunday was, uh, but 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 we factored in futures. But Sunday was the, the biggest right day that we've ever had. Wow! But wait, now two factors: we graded the futures for playoffs and for divisions, so that comes into the right. Mm -hmm. And then also the hedging on both the millions and the survivor. Mm -hmm. So that that kind of artificially propped the total up. But it was uh, an eight-digit right for us on Sunday. What did the winner who won the Circa Millions, what, what was his winning percentage? How many games did you, you're asked to pick five a week? Do you remember his winning percentage? Was it above 70 this year? Well, there was 90 picks, right? Yeah. And I think, no, it wasn't above 70 because I think they wound <laughs> up with 62 and a half points out of 90. And I think they had like five ties. It was amazing. Mm. I think they were the team, uh, Kenny, with the most ties. Uh, yeah, 69 and a half percent, 69.4. So close. That's, uh, it seems like, you know, I, mean, I remember talking to Trent about it and, and he entered the contest. My radio partner, Trent Condon, for those of you who don't know, 11 to 1 uh, in central Iowa. Uh, he thought you would have to get to 70% in order to, to win this contest. That's probably a pretty, meaning an, an accurate number to shoot for if you're going to yeah. be in the money. Yeah, well, and the money is usually around 63 64% okay. to get in the money. But the more people you get in these contests, the more likely it is. I know one year I think it was 71.5%. Mm -hmm. Obviously, it's just the law of big numbers. The more people that are in, the higher it's going to be on that scale, uh, what's going to win it. 
Uh, we'll get to the games themselves in a moment. I want, I want to take a, a minute. Uh, I love the uh, exactas that you guys put out there, uh, the exact finish in the Super Bowl. So it, it brings my horse racing affinity into things. It allows me to find a key team. I like to find a key horse when I'm betting uh, exotics on, on a horse race. So and, and my love of sports betting. So it kind of brings it all together. I've really gravitated to these bets. Uh, I told you on our MediaCom show how I go about it. I try to find I, – I don't think there's any other team other than San Fran uh, or the Eagles that can represent the a, the NFC. So I'm going to work backwards from there and put a couple of AFC teams in front. Your advice was, you know what, try and eliminate one of the NFC teams and then put, you know, three over one. So the Bengals, the Bills, and I'm throwing the Chargers in over – say the Niners instead of having to include the Eagles. If I have to include the Eagles, which I did, I did that for half of the original bet. So if I was betting $100 Bengals uh, to Niners, I'll bet 50 Bengals to Eagles as a bit of a saver bet. Pretty good strategy or no? No Chiefs, huh, Kenny? No, I'm throwing them out, Mike. I can't go with you with the Chargers. I just I just can't do it because that 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 organization to me is just – it's. I've said it strongly in saying losers, but it's, you know, I watched Marty Schottenheimer win 13, 14 yes. games. And yeah. Couldn't win the divisional game. Right. So, right. and then your, your boy, uh, Elway. Yeah. I mean, they just, they couldn't get it done. I questioned the head coach as well. Why the hell was the starters in, in the fourth quarter Great last question. week? Yeah. Got Mike Williams banged up. He's yeah. not practicing. So anyhow, I would do it that way. If you like San Francisco, more than Philadelphia, and then you're going to take two or three teams and put them over there. I I box them a little bit too. I mean, you, you know, if San Francisco wins the Super Bowl, you don't want to right, be empty. Yeah. Here, but true, you know, maybe you go. Let's just say you went a hundred dollars Cincinnati Buffalo over San Francisco, fifty dollars Cincinnati um, Buffalo over Philadelphia, San and then box them for twenty five yeah. or something, you know yeah. something like that. Yeah. Yeah, it's like an exact in horse racing, right? So first two in the exact order. If it, if you bet one two and it comes two one, yeah. you're throwing your tickets on the ground. So uh, I love that. Uh, I love it. Do you have one that you like more than the other when it comes to the, uh, the exact? What's your exact Super Bowl matchup? Oh, you know, it seems that every time Cincinnati makes a Super Bowl, San Francisco's there waiting, right? And and I think that maybe we get it for part three of our life. Wow, we've seen it twice, right? Yes. We saw we, we saw it after the catch game where they finally yeah. upended the Cowboys, and then they played in a, after Cincinnati beat San Diego in minus 30 mm -hmm. degrees in Cincinnati. Then they met in Detroit in a very cold day. Yeah. Then we saw it on that drive where Montana hit Taylor at the end to beat Boomer and the, and the Bengals. And I think maybe, again, you might see the 49ers and the Bengals uh, hooking up. I think the most underrated thing that we don't talk about from a handicapping perspective this season in the NFL is Cincinnati's defense. Mm -hmm. I think Cincinnati's defense is clearly superior to Buffalo and Kansas City. Mm -hmm. uh, I think they're a much better team than they were when they went to the Super Bowl last year. I they got a little lucky last year. Now, I think they get unlucky this year and that they don't finish this game. Personally, I think Buffalo-Cincinnati should be a neutral site game, too. Mm -hmm. If Cincinnati would have won that game at home and they were leading, they'd be the two seed, not Buffalo. Right. right. So I would have said any combination of Kansas City – Cincinnati and Buffalo playing in the AFC playoffs should be played on neutral sites, but that's not happening. 
Only the championship game if it's Kansas City Buffalo. And then of all places, Atlanta. Mm-hmm. I don't get that at all. I mean, they don't even come to watch the Falcons. They watch Atlanta <laughs> United more than they come out to watch the Falcons. Yeah. But I guess everybody will fly from Kansas City and from Buffalo down to Atlanta for the game. Yeah, I mean, I don't know the driving distance. Uh, it's seemingly – is it in the middle? I mean, my, this is my Canadian showing. I apologize. Oh, no, but they've said I think I think it's a three-and-a-half-hour flight from both, so it's not really okay. driving distance. No. But my choices would have been, number one, Miami, mm-hmm. because I think outdoor teams should play outdoors. Mm-hmm. And I don't think there's a really – you're not going to put it at a cold-weather venue if you're going to put it outdoors – the second choice would be Las Vegas. I mean, at least it's a yeah. natural grass field. And Mark Davis is the one who even came out and said Allegiant Stadium is the greatest uh, neutral site in the whole, whole NFL. <laughs> yeah. And he wants to change that. How's he? I know that the, uh, was it the Tampa Bay Lightning when they were beginning their, uh, their Stanley Cup runs? Didn't they try to eliminate opposing fans getting into their building? Well, the Knights, the Knights don't let you sell your season tickets in okay. the playoff, they, they're non transferable. Your season tickets. So season ticket holders have to come. And in playoff games, no one that sits on in the glass section is allowed to wear um, jerseys of the other team or paraphernalia of the other team. They have playoff rules. Yeah. So what if somebody did? They wouldn't kick you out. They'd just make you take it off, I'm guessing, they'd right? You, they'd make you take it off. Yeah. Uh, but what does Mark Davis expect? They have the highest season ticket prices – Highest ticket prices in the NFL, and you're in a city that's the number one tourist city in America, and that's occupied by 70% of the people are transplants from somewhere else. (laughs) What do you expect? Although when I turned the game on Saturday and I saw it was all red, I was was a little shocked. Yeah, I thought it would be more 50-50. Yeah, I remember when the Golden Knights first uh, uh, came on the scene. That's what it was kind of like as far as NHL fans. If you wanted to follow your team to a road game, you want to go to Vegas. Why not? Absolutely. And those people, Edmonton, Calgary, Winnipeg, Winnipeg. All, they all came down to get out of the Canadian winners yeah. and come down too. I mean, very well. You'd be downtown when the Oilers were playing, and you'd see more Oilers jerseys than any other team, football or hockey or anything. I want to save a minute uh, for the NHL as yeah. we normally do in this. So let, let's talk about the numbers right now in these games. Uh, let's start with Saturday, Seattle and San Francisco. Uh, you guys have right now San Francisco, nine and a half. Uh, the late game Chargers, you're actually, they're a favorite. They're a road favorite, two and a half for them. Let's start with the early game. San Fran, Brock Purdy story marches on. They're going to be, it's going to be, I mean, it, it's a very tough, tough uh, ask, I think, to get the Seahawks to, to advance out of this round, don't you? I worry about weather, Kenny. They're saying very bad weather in San Francisco Saturday afternoon, storms and wind. And to me, that's an equalizing factor where it would take something like that to get the Seahawks a few breaks, a fumble here or there, a dropping passes. Um, I don't think you can play the 49ers unless you tease them down under the three. I mean, I bet a money line parlay uh, on Monday, Georgia 49ers, Bills and Bengals, a four-teamer. I can't see any of the four losing, but I don't want to lay those big numbers as well. So um, the last go-round was actually probably, you know, the closest game Purdy played outside of the one in Las Vegas. I mean, Seattle gave him a decent game up there on a Thursday night. Seattle, yeah. yeah. Um, The first game, Geno looked overwhelmed. He played better, but now they got to go back on the road. I just – I think, you know, San Francisco will turn them over. I think, though, that Pete Carroll will really try to pound Kenneth Walker. Here's Kenneth Walker, if, especially if the weather's bad, who played at Michigan State in the Big Ten in terrible, cold, yep. rainy weather on grass. 
so he could be a big weapon for for me um for me it's a, a tease and i've got a money line play I'm not interested in nine and a half or ten and i would lean under yeah, and I think so too, especially with the weather forecast being what it is. So let's go to the night game. I uh, There's a lot of Jacksonville love out there. Uh, I mean, how about this? Back-to-back weeks, prime time for the Jacksonville Jaguars. What kind of number could you have got on that prior to the season starting that that would happen? Uh, but look, Trevor Lawrence is, is starting to figure it out, I think. This is one of those teams. They got the right guy as the head coach now in Peterson. Uh, he's made a world of difference there. I... Um, I'm sticking with the Chargers. I can't. I can't get off of the Chargers now. I've got uh, you know. I've got them north of thirty to one. I'm a big Justin Herbert guy. Um, Austin Eckler, the real deal. Bosa. I wish I had the other Bosa, but they're both good. Um, this this good football team, Mike. You, if you had to make a play in this game, would you take the two and a half with the home dog? I, I don't. I don't. I would say pass. I I don't know. <laughs> Look, it's strange, the number. We opened at three charges. They bet it to a pick and now back up to two and a half. Mm. On what news? There's really no news right. coming out of the game. Um, I, I can't trust that coach. If I were a Chargers fan, if I'm a lifelong Chargers fan, I would hope that they get beat 58 to nothing on Saturday. They fire Staley and hire Sean Payton. That's what Perfect. I'd be hoping for. Yeah, Because I think the AFC is too tough. Even if they win this game, I don't know that they can play with Kansas City. I, they can mm-hmm. play because they, they do it in the division. They don't beat them, right. but they play with them. Um, but I don't know that they're, they're going to go to Buffalo or go to Cincinnati and be able to get through the AFC. Uh, anyhow, I'm an, I'm an under guy, but I guess if you held a gun to my head and said you had to bet something, I'd probably bet it over. Uh, let's go to Sunday. Buffalo's a big favorite, uh, 13. What are you guys at now? You're at 13 and a half now. Half, uh, for- yeah. Right, yeah, 13 and a half. Buffalo favored over Miami. Skylar Thompson, who I have no idea how they won that uh, that game last week, but they did, and here they are. Your thoughts? Yeah, I think it goes to 14, Kenny. You know, it was 10 and a half. They said two is two is uh, might play, and it went to eight and a half, and an hour later, two is out. It went to 12 and a half, now 13 and a half. If it gets to 14, you're almost obligated to take the Dolphins, aren't you? So. Yeah. A 14 so. in a playoff game, but uh-huh. – uh, no, I don't. Skyler Thompson, I don't think they'd be any better with Bridgewater. I don't know if either quarterback gets through the whole game, and I don't know if Tua ever takes a snap in the NFL again. I don't think that's a uh, that's uh, an unfair opinion. I really don't. I mean, he's got to do what's best for him, and he's had a couple of huge, huge brain injuries because, after all, that's what a concussion is. Minnesota and the Giants. This game opened at three. It remains at three. A lot of Giants love here. Of course, we've seen though we've seen the Vikings what they've done. You know, they win close games. This promises to be a close game. Your thoughts? Yeah, I like the Giants with the three. I've already bet this. I thought the Giants might be more of a public dog. I thought this number would come down to two and a half. It hasn't, which I like. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they played a close game the first time, and the Giants, who don't turn the ball over, lost the turnover war, and yet still and played from behind the whole game, Kenny, and yet still had the game tied with a minute to go. So I think it's going to be another Minnesota right down to the wire game. So give me the three because I think that's probably the margin of victory. Uh, and the nightcap, uh, Cincinnati, who I think is playing their best football right now. We both love their defense. Uh, I'm a big Joe Burrow fan. I think he's probably my favorite quarterback currently in the game right now. Big fan of his. Lamar Jackson can't answer the bell. Huntley apparently practiced Thursday. He's still kind of questionable for the game. 
Uh, I saw that Caesars took an $800,000 bet. Somebody bet the Ravens and uh, might are getting six and a half, which is crazy. It's nine and a half now. Your thoughts on this game? What a strange case this Lamar Jackson is. Nobody ever suggested he'd be out more than a month with the injury. Nobody will give you a timeline on his return. Harbaugh speaks lovingly of him. I don't think it, I don't know that he's not healthy, Kenny, but I think he's yeah. not going to play because why would he when he, he's going to get a lottery ticket when the season's over? He's going somewhere else, and either he gets paid so. by the Ravens or they trade him and he and you know he gets a max contract. So, um, yeah, I don't think Huntley uh, nor Anthony Brown give them any chance in this game, and I expect this now nine and a half to be north of ten at kick. Uh, before we get to uh, the Monday night game, speaking of quarterbacks going somewhere else, where, where's Derek Carr going to end up? Nation's capital? Um, so Michael Lombardi suggested he'd end up in Washington. Did he? Uh, yeah, I don't know. How about Indianapolis? They need a quarterback. They have no quarterback. Not, Ellinger is not, terrible. Yep, Foles yep. is done. Yep. Uh, Matt Ryan, know, same players, way. What are you going to do with Matt Ryan? Don't, wouldn't he? That's still a team that's, you know, with a running game and a defense, they can win now. They've really squandered this. Philip Rivers was the best thing they had. In the I last. agree. Yes. And, and on the end of his career, yes. they should have yes. won that game in Buffalo, that yes. playoff game. And Reich chased that missed extra point the whole game, and they ended up losing it. They outgained the Bills 3-2 to two in that game. You know, that was a very good team. But it was. They're a, win, they're a win-now team. Are they going to keep Saturday? I don't, I don't think, think so. Did he survive the Rooney rule? I don't know. You know, uh, David yeah. Shaw's on the tour right now. Somebody mm-hmm. going to hire David Shaw, I guess. I would I would suspect so. Yeah, Condoleezza um, Rice and her ownership of the Denver Broncos and her Stanford ties. I mean, I could see that happening. Um, why would David Shaw want to go there, though? Why, I would, would, why would anyone want to go there, Mike? Who's, the worst, who's in a worse situation? I'll give you three teams. You tell me where you'd want to be the head coach. Well, I'm a Broncos fan, so. Well, Denver, Arizona, and the Rams are all horrific yeah. situations to me. With their quarterback contracts. Well, you're tied to Russell Wilson yes. and Kyler Murray. Tied to Kyler. And the Rams have no draft picks for the rest right. of our life. So, I mean, <laughs> but they got the ring. Your life. Maybe not mine. But, yeah. but yeah, thank you. I'm not saying it was wrong. They went all in and they got the yeah, ring. they got the ring. Yeah. yeah. But now that's why I think McVay will step away. This is too long of a rebuild. Mm-hmm. Right? So mm-hmm. I, I don't know. You're right about, you know, they went to the Stanford together. And I think Shaw will get hired somewhere. Um, yeah. And maybe he wants to go to Denver because they'll have some security there with her her being a part. Plus, they have all that Walmart money too, right? That's so I mean, true. they can spend. But boy, they're tied to Russell Wilson, and and that 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 may go down as a worse trade than Herschel Walker. I, I think it will be when it's all said and done because it's yeah. he averages forty eight million dollars throughout the length of his contract. You're stuck with him next year, probably the year after. There's no getting out of this, uh, and, anyways. And nobody likes him. That's either. it. The team, you either. mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. teammate. Yeah, right. Dallas Tampa Bay Monday night. Uh, I think if Dallas doesn't win, I think this is where Sean Payton's going to get his mail, um, which which is another aspect of this game. For whatever reason, I like Brady one more time, not to advance any further than this, but I've got them beating the Cowboys, who they've been kind of up and down all year long. So we've known for over a month this was going to be the Sunday night or Monday night game, right? That this yeah. 5-4 matchup, yeah. unless somehow Tampa didn't win the division, uh, and I said, said to myself for a month, if this number's less than three, I'm going to bet Dallas. And here we are. And I cannot bet Dallas. I teased Tampa up, uh, in this spot. Look, I don't think Dax played worse in his career than in the last two months. 
He's flat-footed on every throw. That pick six against Washington was awful. He's thrown interceptions in seven straight games. Let's not forget the Texans should have beat him in Dallas mm -hmm. in that game. Yeah. And we're, we're skipping by that and saying, oh, they're 13-4. and four. They're a good team. Oh, and by the way, Brady seems to have rediscovered Mike Evans. We're the deep threat. Yeah, right. If I'm Tampa, I run the hurry up a lot in this game. They've been very effective in the two-minute drill all year. Not so effective when they get, you know, they take 30 seconds and get under center and, and go slow. Um, but I'd be running it a lot. I mean, it all comes down to can they get to Brady? Because Dallas' secondary doesn't hold up if, if they can't get to the quarterback. Right. If Brady's got a pocket here, I'm with you. I think Tampa wins this game. Let's, uh, let's finish up on the NFL this way, and then I want to spend a minute on the NHL with you. Um, futures market. You guys are going to have circus squares up there. We'll get to that as we get closer to the Super Bowl. That's incredible uh, fun for everybody. If you don't have to bet on sports, if uh, uh, you know, get everybody involved. Um, but let, let's do it. Let, let's do it this way. A future ticket. I think probably the Chiefs. I looked earlier today. I don't have it in front of me. Chiefs a slight favorite than uh, the uh, Eagles. What about the? Who would you? Who would you bet? To win, because Cincinnati's what about seven and a half, eight to one at your place? Yeah, yeah, Cincinnati's the right price. I would take Cincinnati, and then I would take San Francisco if if you gave me if yeah. you said bet one and two. Yeah, <clears throat> no, no touching the no touching the one seeds. Too short. I mean, play the exactus. Buffalo is too short. That's who's too short to me. Yeah. Really too short. They're not playing Buffalo. well. Yeah. yeah, they're not playing well. Their defense is not as good as it was at the beginning of the no. year, and I think there's something wrong with Allen. Um, and and they they when they want when they have to run the ball, they don't seem to be able to. So I'm out on Buffalo, but uh, I I think uh, Cincinnati's the most underrated to the to the price, and then I think San Francisco's the most complete team. A uh, minute on the NHL. What's caught your attention the last couple of weeks since we've spoken about uh, the NHL? What teams, futures wise, are a team that you're watching I, or eliminating? I watch well, I, I, I keep watching this Phoenix Copley and the Kings because they're playing awfully well. No, Kenny. they are. They made Vegas look silly in Las Vegas. Mm -hmm. um, they went again last night against San Jose. They're playing very well. They played the Bruins very tough in that game, and the Bruins, you know, are just out of this world right now. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm an unders better, and so I continue. I have them again tonight under six and a half. I have your team. Um, won the first period under, and then, you know, it's 1 1 late in the second. Uh, you hellebuck. I put Hellebuck right there. Except last uh, earlier in the week when they played Detroit, he was awful. Well, he's so one bad game. The no, I know he's he's hurt. carried him. He's, he's carried out there eighty percent of the games. It's not like he gets a lot of rest. That's I true. still would rather have my money on Hellebuck when I'm betting unders. Yeah, right. And yeah. Uh, I think they're a good under team. But so you know, there it is. It can New Jersey doesn't have enough goaltending? Nope. They played well early, but I write them off. Too young, too. I think, I think the Rangers are still viable. I think they have the right coach and the right goaltender. I think Tampa Bay's time has come and gone. Mm -hmm. I, I keep waiting for Colorado to wake up. It hasn't happened yet. And Edmonton and Calgary are just inconsistent teams. Yeah. So yeah. the West is there. You know, this this uh, this kid, Jake Ottinger, could take Dallas a long way. They got good, they got good special teams, a good power play, a good penalty kill. I think Dallas is an interesting choice. And, of course, I have them. I have them at 40 to 1 and I have the Bruins at 35 to 1. So I like I like Ooh. sort of how this is shaping up.
I guess I got the Bruins at twenty-two to one, and I'm I'm ecstatic you're, with that. They're down to five to one now. That's a ridiculous price too. What about the Blues? There's a, there's a, there's some Blues love that's starting to percolate I, out I, there. I bet them at thirty-five to one as well. Did you? I don't know. They're in the same division with Dallas, so unless they're a wild card, I can only get one of them to a conference final. That's true. Uh, but I didn't know. I didn't really think Dallas would play this well, but I knew DeBoer's a good coach. Mm-hmm. You know, Vegas fires all these coaches yep. willy-nilly, and they all go other places and will do well, right? I mean, yeah. the, the contracts are the problem, not the coaches, but uh, <laughs> I'm not so high. I think St. Louis is the worst of the futures that I bet, and of course, I have Carolina as well, and all I can tell you about Carolina is they make you work every night to beat them. You might beat them, but you have to play a good game to beat them. I'm with you. I've got more money bet on Carolina than any other team in the NHL. Do you, worry, good... about, do you worry about when it comes playoff time, the number of Europeans they yes, have? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Without a doubt. Yeah. Um, I did. I did. I mean, bringing uh, Burns over there, that'll probably help that team. You yeah. know, uh, uh, good Canadian blood, good Canadian defenseman. But you're abs- that, that's what cost them last year. They're they're not built for the playoffs. Yep. We're out of time, Mike Palm. Thanks for doing this. We'll uh, talk to you on the radio tomorrow. Is that good? Ten oh five. What is it? My time. Ten oh five. Your time. You're a late. You're a late morning show now. You you can you can stay up even though it's seven thirty there in Iowa. You can have one more beer, Kenny. I will. I got to go watch the end of Iowa. I got Iowa Michigan oh, on Michigan. tape. Don't tell me the score. Don't tell me the okay. score. Uh, we're out of here. Thanks for watching the hook, Mike Palm, Ken Miller, sponsored by Circus Sports here on Iowa Everywhere. We'll see you next time. Iowa everywhere.